You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) So in order to start these recordings, I have to send an email to you and mm-hmm. apparently you didn't get the first one so perhaps b blarbison at bleemail.com will be joining us <laughs> god Who i hope she has I something to say i know well <laughs> friends families and strangers well you know today is the winter solstice it is yeah are you so glad fall has ended i feel like we've been in the in winter forever and we live in southern california this is, I can't even believe that winter has only just begun. Yeah, I um, I don't care. Makes no difference to me. I'm in, you know, pretty nice weather. But. Don't brag. Don't brag to the people. Yeah. I am enjoying this fall so much. Well, this fall, this, this run up to Christmas so much that I'm, I already feel like it's too soon. I've gotten so that I'm, <laughs> especially at night. I'm picking an ambient scene, ambient scene on, um, you know, of a bookshop or, you know, it's always snowing out the window. You can go to a modern apartment, whatever, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so I have those on kind of constantly this week. And I've got, you know, Christmas lights up or, I mean, you know, I'm calling them Christmas lights. Those are red chili peppers. Yeah. Whatever those are, but <clears throat> very warm lights going on in here. It's just very, very cozy, and I like it. And so it's cloudy here today, which is uncharacteristic. We're about to get some weather, which is also uncharacteristic. Yeah, it's I'm raining good with it. here. Yeah, I feel like, but there's something. There is something. Uh, you know, why did they all? all they always had ritual on this day, so mm-hmm. there could be something mystical happening. We don't know. I. Would love to have something ambient on my TV that just looks pretty, mm-hmm. but my house is arranged in such a way that there was no <laughs> natural place to put a TV. Like we mm-hmm. couldn't put it above the fireplace because it would have we would have been basically watching it on the ceiling <laughs> because there, you couldn't have sat back far enough and it, mm-hmm. it would have gone up too high. Mm-hmm. So Richie got this idea to like put it on this 
cart that we could move it around. We could put it in the, in the bedroom if we wanted to watch before bed or we could put it in there. And then it's great because then actually if we want to have like a TV free home when we have people over or if we just want to not have it out, it's really great because then we have no TV in the house if we don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's great, except that then we have to like cart it out like a mean library teacher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like a mean librarian whenever no. we want. <laughs> it reminds me of the best days at school when the te- – now I know the teachers were feeling lazy and let you watch, <laughs> you know, the red balloon or, you know, whatever – Semi-educational stuff. In my generation's case, it was always Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. See, that's not educa- That's not educational. No. At least the Red Balloon was in French and set in France. Yeah, we watched Cool Runnings. I remember watching Braveheart. And what was the one? Um, oh, what's Braveheart, the- arguably educational. What was the one? Um, oh, my God. Uh, oh, God. It's, it's like, oh, God. It's going to drive me insane. Running Man, but it's like, it, it's something else that kind of looks like Braveheart. Oh, God, it was on the tip of my tongue there for a Dances second. with Wolves? Yes, Dances with Wolves. We watched that. Running Man. <laughs> Dancing Man. Dancing Man. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I've never seen Dances with Wolves. Well, I haven't either because I think I took the opportunity to sleep while, uh, while Jolly Ranchers got stuck to my back molars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Well. This is the kind of day where that would have happened and then I probably would have gone and put soap in my eyes and then asked to come home and then we would have gotten – we would have eaten fondue and watched Sound of Music. Yeah. Good time. Yep. And it would have looked like this. It would have been kind of gray and overcast because we, you know – that's that's perfect for this time of year. You know, I used to hate a sunny Christmas. It yeah. felt so – oh, and if it was sun, kind of warm, mm-hmm. no, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. But I feel like, I've yeah. reframed that here because, and you know, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think – and I think that it's like – I mean, we're on the West Coast now. I believe we've mentioned <laughs> – we're just so grateful for it. I feel like we just grew up on the East Coast and we're just like, we're still in like really appreciating the West mm. Coastness of it all. We are still honeymooning. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just, but it, but all I can think about on the East Coast is just like, it's just through, through like maybe January. That's very generous, but maybe January I was feeling like okay with winter. And then February, I was starting to get like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty cold. And then end of February was like, okay, so now is when it starts to warm up, right? March mm-hmm. is like March is like when spring starts. Well, and in then- like a lion and out like a lamb suggests that even if it enters cold, you're just a couple weeks away from warm. That is a lie. That is an outright lie. Well, A, it's funny you say that because I'm about to touch on that in a second. But okay. B- it's, it's really funny that you use that expression, but um, it, but no, because then it, I don't know where everybody is here from because uh, like we're talking about East Coast, West Coast. Some people are listening from the UK and some people are listening from Australia and like mm-hmm. these are the, the, some people it's like if in Australia, it's the summertime, right? But right. it's mm-hmm. like here, like on the East Coast of America, mm-hmm. it is going to be colder than you think mm-hmm. till May. Mm-hmm. And then it is going to be ass hot for all of summer. And then it is going to be perfect in September. Mm-hmm. No, or for October. October. Well, yes, for like the for, for the, like the last week of September and the first two weeks of October. And then it is going to be 
not quite cold enough. And then it is going to be not snowing when you think it's going to be snowy. And then it's going to be like, okay, I'm okay with it being cold. And then here we are again. And then it's just, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that you use that expression because this countdown to Christmas, this is our last countdown to Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because it came in like a lamb Mm. with, with the very first movie was where are you Christmas or checking it twice, checking it twice. I mean, I same weekend, same weekend. Yeah. It came in with, I checking think it, it twice. was checking it twice. Yeah. It came in, came in like a lamb with checking it twice. Mm-hmm. And then it is going out like a, an injured lamb with friends and family Christmas. <laughs> so, well, this is how, this is how the season ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Yes. And well, I guess I'm just really glad that we're doing bonus episodes because mm-hmm. if we had ended with this, mm-hmm. I just I would have been real. I, I wouldn't. I would. You. What would we have ended this episode with? Okay, sorry guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> like we would have, yeah. would have ended with an apology. <laughs> yeah. Well, happy holidays. Happy holidays, and I'm sorry. <laughs> About everything. Then, yeah, yeah. I no. And actually, I I only make that correction because it's only right. But also, you know, I I would we as we discussed after round and round. I'd like to see. I would like to see more than just Christmas this time of year. There's so many. With there, they could even do a winter solstice movie for. Oh, you that'd know. be so cool. Yeah, I would love to see that. Uh huh. Yeah, and I I would love to see a, a Kwanzaa movie. Let's get a bunch of um, let's get a bunch of a, a bunch of queer people of color doing a winter solstice movie. <laughs> that would be come I'm on, Hallmark. The people of sp- the white girls have spoken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I can pop into town here in Palm Springs and probably find exactly what you need. Yeah, exactly. We're in LA. The, the, there are people auditioning for movies right now, hoping to be cast in exactly that movie. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> well, I'd like to see it. You know what, though? It would feel, we, it would just feel, they could make it just as festive. It would feel just as delightful. And you know what? I, well, that's what I mean. I want to see other cuisines. I want to see other traditions. Yes. And you know what? Jack, hmm. who I don't even know if we've mentioned, Jack made all our theme songs. I, we don't, we forget to say the obvious sometimes. And you mm-hmm. know who would be up to the challenge of making a cool-ass theme song for that? Would be Jack. Uh, absolutely. Speaking of theme songs. Let's do it. <laughs> You were a little more excited yesterday, though. I w- oh, God, yeah. That was a great movie. Oh, well. Oh, welcome to Nameless Best Friends. I'm Paige. I'm Beth. And this is the last movie of Countdown to Christmas, but don't worry. We're going to do good movies after it. And one <laughs> bad movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be great. Because mm-hmm. we already recorded it, so we can promise that. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we sure can. We sure can. Oh my god! Okay, so go ahead mm-hmm. and what's the uh, what's the old title of this old thing? <laughs> okay, this old thing is called Friends <laughs> and Family Christmas, which tells you right up front it's going to be pretty bland because a friends and family discount is never more than about five or ten percent. 
Friends or, and family or, says or, to me, disappointment. Or in the case of my ex-boyfriend who opened a store and I used to work at his mm-hmm. wine shop, mm-hmm. he got everybody in the door with a friends and family discount and then took it away after two years. He sure did. That was he so sure weird. did. It was weird. He just took, he took it away and he didn't tell anyone. No. Just, and just most so people weird. were not me. So most people probably didn't say anything. They were just like, oh, I guess, I guess he doesn't like me anymore. So like, yeah, hey, they didn't, and they didn't know it was everybody. They just thought like, oh, they just stopped. He just stopped giving it to me. No, it felt personal to mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, friends and family. Christmas. Daniela mm-hmm. has recently moved to New York to pursue an art career and decides to stay in town to share the holiday with her ha- circle of artist friends instead of going home to see her sweet if overbearing parents. Amelia is a talented entertainment lawyer trying to stay focused on her work after a broken engagement. When Daniela and Amelia are set up by their parents, they agree to pretend that they are dating to appease them for the holidays. However, as they spend more time in each other's company or in each other's worlds, they soon build a connection that is deeper than either of them could have hoped. Who saw that coming? Okay, so what did you call this one? I called this one, uh, You're Getting Older, Christmas. Because it's that old trope where they're pretending to have somebody so their parents don't give them shit for not having somebody. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I had two. Okay. One of them's weaker than the other one. Okay. One is just simply a photographer's Christmas. A photographer's Christmas. (laughs) That's right. I forgot that's the kind of artist she is. Yeah. She's a photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then... The other one is Christmas Blow Up, which is a reference to the Antonioni film Blow Up. I don't know that. It's got an absolutely iconic movie poster, which I'm going to send to you right now because it's beautiful. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Isn't it okay, cool? then. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's very funny because it, it, Richie and I joke about this movie all the time because it's the mo- movie we most often reference that neither of us have seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a total like film buffs movie that like I don't think anybody's like and most now, people haven't have seen but people talk about it all the time. It? Well, it it's it's a fascinating. I think that it's like this is the premise of like a guy a photographer a photographer mm-hmm. that takes a picture and then like it's like and then in the background there's he witnesses like part of a crime in, yeah in by the in the um so anyway cool. uh this uh this is a this movie. I, I'm going to warn everybody right now. I have few notes on it. And it took yeah. me like five hours to watch because I went back mm-hmm. and back and back thinking like, I felt like mm-hmm. I have Hallmark deficit disorder <laughs> sometimes when I watch these HDD. movies. But then, yeah, HDD. But then I sometimes I, but then I watch other ones and I'm just like, no, I'm getting everything. But this mm-hmm. one was one where I was just like, how am I missing stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm watching everything, but like, what's up with this teddy bear? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Why are they just lugging stuff all over Manhattan and Brooklyn? Like, what mm-hmm. is going on? I don't know where and why and who and what. And like, who's mad at this person? And how are there so many side characters? And why is the beat dropping? Like, it was just so much. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't, um, it wasn't bad. It, it was the leads had chemistry at least so yeah there's there's that i just don't i didn't feel like the it's i don't want to keep overusing this but it just felt again like a lot of popcorn scenes strung together it totally was kind of limply you know like one scene didn't depend on the last or 
anything. So I think that's why I had so much trouble following it because I was just like, wait, why are we here? Like, I just couldn't pay attention to from thing to thing to thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I was interested, you know, like I just would like, there wasn't any reason, like it just didn't feel like the writing wasn't, it was exactly what you're saying. Like the writing wasn't dependent on mm-hmm. anything, nothing mm-hmm. that was happening. It was just like, and they kept reusing stuff. Like even the writing was like, Sorry, I left you with my parents again. Yeah. She just kept leaving with her parents. Like, it just, it was just like, okay, well, you keep doing the same things over and over again in the same plot. This movie is not that long. Like, I don't well, know. Yeah, at one, well, I don't, I, I was going to say, well, uh, we'll get to it. I don't even know if we will. There were no important plot points to to follow, <laughs> per se. Uh, but at, at, at one point, Amelia did volunteer to stay with the parents in a, what yes, I thought was, was a really nice scene. Yeah. You know, like, oh, go do your thing. I get it. But yeah. I mean, her parents, Danny's parents were ridiculous. It opens with her, it opens with her in a, a large apartment and it's a pretty apartment, but with some stuffed animals that are, as you go on through the movie, you know, definitely uncharacteristic of this woman. <laughs> she doesn't well, have stuffed animals. Yeah. Okay. So first it opens with, uh, yeah, some crazy, okay, so- if you're, if this is the first episode you're listening to, or you're just listening to them out of order, which I do all the time with podcasts, um, we love to say photographer because Hallmark heroines love to pronounce it photographer. This movie actually didn't super pronounce it photographer, but Hallmark <laughs> often pronounces it photographer. For some is, reason, by the way, I don't think Hallmark does it on per- on purpose. It's just no, not, no. It's it's just that I think it's people like pronounce a, it photographer. A huge number of people who pronounce it biscetti. <laughs> it's like it's it's unlikely, but they're all on Hallmark. Yeah, it's like the office joke when Dwight's in line with all the tall women. He's like, How did you all find each other? <laughs> it's like a women's basketball team. <laughs> it's like that. But it's like, but th- which is exactly why I literally sell a t shirt on my little website that's because people told me to, but it's mm-hmm. just like uh, where it just says photographer on the back and then on the front it says all heart, no eye. <laughs> oh, God. Because I need that. I need. <laughs> I need your merch. I hope that uh, I have some Christmas presents coming. Oh, I no, but I, oh no, <laughs> oh, sorry, but um, uh, yeah, but so it starts with just like these extremely average because it's not even I was going to say extremely average photos of New York, but mm-hmm. they're not photos of New York. They're they're screenshots of B roll of New York, so they're mm-hmm. not intentionally mm-hmm. taken photos. So I'm not like going to even like insult somebody's photography because it's just it's just screenshots you know yes, it's like what exactly. i'm doing when i'm taking pictures for the instagram carousel but just like freeze and free screens uh-huh. so it's just like yeah and then they just make them black and white which i'm sorry but this does not black and white does not a f- photograph make <laughs> well it was really inconsistent too because my first this is how they sometimes change scenes that was oh, the, yeah that yeah was the segue Sometimes. So it wasn't consistent enough to, I don't know, it wasn't clever and it wouldn't have been good no matter what. And I didn't need more of it. I needed none of it because the first time they did it, I was like, oh, do we have a, is this like a stalker? Do we have a, you know, oh, PI yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. and watching? Totally so it like a me voyeur. immediately. Uh huh. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah. And it, it really misled me. And I, because I didn't know, I didn't know what this was going to be about at all. None of the commercials gave any clue except for that it was going to have two female leads. Yes. And I and, guess that the, the they Hallmark called it was so companionship. Proud, proud of, <laughs> yeah. They were so proud of themselves for that. Like they didn't <laughs> bother with a good plot. So, so here we have Danny isn't coming over Christmas and her parents are upset. 
that right there was a little creepy. Not because her parents were upset. I, I can see being disappointed about that. But when her dad says, but we're the three musketeers. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I just- what are you thinking? You're going to do this forever? But then the next thing you know, he's like, well, my old college roommate's uh, daughter is, is in town. And I've asked. I've yeah. asked her to her show you around or something, but she's Which already makes it seem got like a she circle was... of friends that she wants to stay for the holidays with. So it's like, ah, what is this? But also, Why? yeah, it made it seem he's like, I, I've asked you, you know, I've asked, I've said that you would show her around, which is like, okay, so it makes it seem like you knew she was going to be staying in the city. So that's no, confusing. wait, it doesn't he want? Um, doesn't he want? Isn't his roommate's daughter coming to show her around? Danny is the one who's new in town. Which one's but Danny? Danny the has the dark hair. The right. blonde is Amelia. It's it was really it, I'm I'm asking, but you might not have the answer because I I misunderstood it or they. I didn't know one of them was too. new in town. I guess no. I thought I thought the blonde was new in town. No, because she's working for her dad's law firm in town. And we see her father constantly, but well, she, I thought that too, Paige. So it was it was confusing. That's was she the even only new in even town, or an was she just was she even new in town, or was it just a matter of like just hoping that you could like spend some time with her over the holidays because she's had a rough time because she just had a breakup? I thought that was kind of what it was. Oh, I don't know. Maybe don't know. that just seems weird. Like you've just had a traumatic breakup. Apparently, of an engagement, <laughs> according to this. Do you, yeah, do you want to hang out with a stranger? Yeah. With, well, the, with the added pressure of her father being my former roommate in college? You know, like, yeah. no, that's that doesn't, none of it makes sense. Why I am I, know. why am I trying? It doesn't matter. But yeah, so then they do meet up, and uh-huh. the meet hate does kind of make sense because the blonde, what's the blonde's name? Amelia. Okay, so Amelia, the meet hate makes sense because neither of them want to be set up. Right. Because the brunette has, what's the brunette's name? Danny. Danny has no time for a relationship and the blonde just got out of a relationship. Amelia. And they both. <laughs> wow, Paige. And you can't just label people that way. <laughs> They're nameless leads. <laughs> um, and so Amelia has just gotten out of a relationship with Margo. Margo's the only name I know. That's <laughs> Margo, true. Margo it was Margo. Screen. Yeah. Um, and she she's just got out of a relationship with Margot, and so she doesn't want to be she doesn't want to go on, a, on on any on any dates, and she doesn't want to be set up and whatever. But they do agree to meet, which I wouldn't have done because I just you know I feel like I don't know no new friends you know like it's the holidays and it's just like you're busy you're too busy to go home you'd think you'd be too busy for a blind date you don't want to go on. But Although they said that it's not a date, so it it was but they like all, but a, they referred it to like it that way over and over date. again. It was so strange. <laughs> That's a play date because I don't know. I mean, these women. I think they were supposed to be in their thirties. They they were yeah. well beyond needing to be uh, set up to set up for friendship, unless they said. Uh, Oh, you know, uh, that's, that's tell her, if she, you know, like if, if your parents say, Hey, my college roommate's daughter just moved to town. And then I would, I might 
chirp up with something like, oh, we'll tell her if she needs anything. Give me a, give me a call. Yeah. That's one or thing, like but- a work connection would make sense. Like, uh-huh. it's just like, oh, you know, who's, she's actually having a really hard time getting some work and, you uh-huh. know, like, and, you know, and she's just like, well, well, yeah, she's a struggling artist. So, you know, if, you know, and then if she's like, well, we actually do need somebody at the firm to do this, mm-hmm. that would make sense. Yep. Boring, but it, but it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you could make it interesting, you know, give it, give it not eight seconds like I just had, you know, and you yeah. can come up with something. Not that they really have but much more time to come up with them in these, but. Um, and well, but point being, we've got some parents here who are just infantilizing their daughter and and maybe holding on a little too tight to the three musketeers thing really kind of creeped me out. Yeah. I, anyway. Pause. I mean, that, mm. Is there like a squeaking high-pitched sound thing happening at your house? You mean like somebody making ice cream? Yeah, that's what that is. Hold on just a minute. Thank you. Usually you say you can't hear anything. That's true. What have you made? Chocolate. Okay. So what were we saying? This was a bad idea. Yeah, you're now you're really committed to that entire pail of ice cream where you're going to end up with ice cream soup and then you're going to make me wait while you go put it in the freezer and you're going to spill it. It's going to be a whole thing. Mm. Mm-mm. And you're going to be chewing for the entire time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to wait for you to finish it. <laughs> no, I'm leaving okay. this in. I'm not cutting this part. <laughs> I can let it melt and then I can put some peppermint in and have some chocolate peppermint ice cream for the next batch. Can you make white chocolate peppermint ice cream for me? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, easily. So, yeah, anyway, they're like, they're having this whole setup and whatever. And then I don't even know. I mean, it's like, there, but the meat hate makes sense, I guess, because she just doesn't want to like. She doesn't want to be set up. It doesn't Olivia. make sense. Olivia, it was rude. Amelia. Amelia. God, it doesn't know. make sense. She didn't have any business being rude to the person who was also roped into this by her dad. No, and she was like, she sits down and she like she she had ordered coffee and then she was like, I'll have what she had, and mm-hmm. she's like, You don't even know what I had, and she's like, Okay, what did you have? And she's like, Coffee black, and she's like, Oh. Okay. And it's just like that you would actually just be polite. Again, this the meat hate thing. It's this thing we talked about on Holiday Road where you just don't know her well enough to be that shitty to her. Not that you should ever be that rude, but it's like you would just be like, Oh, I actually got black coffee. I don't know if you're like a black coffee drinker. And she'd be like, Oh, oh, wait, <laughs> hold on one second. I actually drink like total girl drink. So one second. You know, yeah. you'd be nice and you'd be like, and then you'd be like, you'd come back after order changing your order and be like, I actually am one of those people who gets like the most basic drink. I get like a double peppermint mocha thing and whatever. And then you just joke and then you'd be nice to each other. But no, it's like this whole cruel, cruel, cruel witch meeting. <laughs> you know, and we had a little problem here that one of the things that's characteristic of the Hallmark universe is that they they do, we know this, they reuse the same, you know, actors quite mm-hmm. a lot. Usually we, you know, I, I enjoy it. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to know what Lacey Chabert's movie is going to be this yeah. year or yeah. whatever. So that can work. But the thing about Amelia, Allie Liebert, I think is her name, is that she was the nameless best friend in a bunch of movies and then she became the lead. I don't think you saw the one, but remember how I always make the joke about how in one of these movies, a girl runs into a guy on her bicycle? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that was her. Oh, my God. So I have trouble reframing her. I have trouble seeing her 
as a a lead. I mean, I, I think that they shouldn't go so prominent with their best friends. They should, mm. they should if they're gonna move people around in that. It's really way. easy to picture her in a helmet now. Oh yeah, look just like what you think too. Yeah. So and so since she usually was the sort of hapless nice girl who would run into you with her bike and then feel awful for the rest of the movie. <laughs> that made it even more incongruous. I didn't buy it when she was just being mean. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand it. It's like, remember, like there was that movie, The Invention of Lying, where mm-hmm. it was a Ricky Gervais movie where nobody had the ability to lie and except him. Mm-hmm. And this is like, th- these movies are like, I may have already said this on this podcast, but it's, it, it's like that. That ring a bell. I've never heard of that. Okay. Well, the, it, these movies feel, I've thought it before. These be, these movies feel like that where they have the inability to be kind to each other. It's the invention of kindness. They just don't uh-huh. have the ability to meet each other and be polite. Uh-huh. They don't have the ability to just be like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they're not like, and not to a, not to a point that's kind of a relief where you're like, oh, good. They're off with the, the shackles of, of, of small talk and ch- having to do the bullshit where we just get down to brass tacks and we just, it's not that. It's not like, <laughs> okay, you know, it's just stupid, stupid. Oh, well, I'm just going to spar with you instantly. And uh-huh. not in a clever sort of fun, stupid 90s erotic thriller, Glenn Close <laughs> bunny boiler way even. Just in a, just in a dumb, oh, you probably don't like black coffee and I'm bleh, bleh, bleh. It's just dumb. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, so yes. Uh, yeah, that, it was off to a pretty inauspicious start. Mm-hmm. I wasn't rooting for these people right away, although I did really like Danny. I liked the actor. Yeah, she was cool. And she has an apartment that is, I mean, honestly, the size of <laughs> MoMA. It's just like, and the thing is, like I said in yesterday's episode, it's like, when you like the movie, it's like, okay, so yeah, like the girl. I'll accept this. It's improbable, yeah, then, <laughs> but okay. In Seal with a List, you're like, well, this she she shares this apartment with like her 70-year-old landlord or whatever it is. And she's like, you know, she's making it work. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's clearly like got some rent control apartment deal going. You're making all kinds of excuses uh-huh. for it. This one, you I'm know? like, absolute bullshit. Yeah. Nobody has... <laughs> This apartment was bigger than the friend's apartment. I mean, this was uh-huh. like, this place was huge. It was like as nice as like a new, it's nice, quote unquote, as like a new build McMansion in the middle of Iowa. Like it was like, <laughs> it was so big and like there was no like siren roaring by, you know, like it uh-huh. was just like, meanwhile, you've got like every kid like Jack, who's just like every artist moving out of big, huge cultural cities, just Mm because they can't afford to live in the worst apartment you've ever seen, Uh even when they're massively talented. And then the worst photographer you've ever seen in your entire life has like a 3000 square foot. True. (laughs) It's insane. And like, I don't know. It just like, it, it, it like to the point of infuriating. And yes, she had a roommate, Mm-hmm. But like it didn't and this guy is just lying around eating bonbons like I just couldn't I mean I kind of enjoyed him though. He was fun. Yes, he but I'm sorry but a little bit from the usual nameless best friend. Totally, but in order for him to avoid to, in order for him to like afford that apartment, he would have had to have been Jeff Bezos. Like I just like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking to people who are working jobs 
where they're making a lot of money mm-hmm. and they're telling me the kind of that they can't, you know, that they can't afford to live in cities like New York and L.A. Right. And, you know, it just makes it seem like everybody's just going to start trying to see if they can afford you know, to move to Antarctica somewhere, you Uh know, like it's like where, where, you know, and then this girl's living in the heart of Manhattan or heart of Brooklyn or whatever, you know, just like, I don't know, it just, and it is distracting. And it's like, of course you're, you're, no, what you were saying the other day, it's just like, yeah, we, we wouldn't want to look at, you know, the, the shitholes these people could really afford, but there's something to be said. literally had a five by seven apartment. Oh, I know. I know. And like, there's a reason I li- never lived in New York. Like when I was, when I was like in my early twenties and broke, there's a reason I didn't go try to live the bohemian lifestyle that was so appealing in Moulin Rouge. I know that was Paris. Um, there's well, a reason, but that's that sex in the city. You were the biggest fan. I know, but like, but they were all in their thirties and stuff. So, mm. but when I picture, when I picture what I always call fancy poor, <laughs> when I picture bo- the bohemian lifestyle of an of a struggling artist, I always picture Moulin Rouge because it's just like, you know, it was kind of a, you know, it was like a sexy, ugly apartment, you know, with like scarves thrown over lamps. Dangerous. Don't do that. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like, but when I picture that, it's like, I knew that wasn't going to happen for me in New, York, in New York. And yes, that was probably the only time I was going to be able to do that if I wanted to was like in my early 20s. I would The only time I would have been able to like withstand being that poor and being in a city like that. But I just, yeah, that in a way it sounded romantic, but I was like, I don't want to live in New York broke, yeah. you know? And so I went and I lived in a one bedroom apartment in Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida is already different than it was when I was 23. <laughs> yeah. And I lived in a shitty little place, uh, like even like a half an hour from my friends. So like I still didn't live in the ideal place. And I worked at a bar where I made bank mm-hmm. and I lived like half a mile from the beach and I made seasonal bar money mm-hmm. and I made money that way. And that's how I supported my artistic career. No, I didn't live in like a cool metropolitan city, but I made that choice to like live someplace that I could afford. Mm-hmm. And I didn't live in some place where the hustle culture existed. I wanted to live to support my art career. I had to live where I could afford. And I knew mm-hmm. that like I had to trade one thing or the other. And I was like, I can, I'm going to end up spending my whole life working at a bar and not have any time to write. Or I can do that. And then whenever I see movies like this, I'm like, this is why every artist is trying to live in a city. Even a Hallmark movie is telling these people that they need to live in cities to be artists. And that's just Mm -hmm. not true. And I'm just on this soapbox because Jack (laughs) is experiencing this right now. He's like, you know, that's why he's not on the podcast right now, because he's trying so hard to support his music career. Mm-hmm. Please go listen to Thalo on Spotify. Just give this kid a chance because, you know, he's so talented and it's just so hard to live in a city. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, movies like this even or any 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 art is out there telling people that, oh, well, you want to make it in hustle culture and you want to be an artist. You got to also live in New York or L.A. or Nashville mm-hmm. or Austin. It's like, well, that ain't happening. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's, you know. It's not Montmartre in 1917. Like the artists aren't living in the major cities and building the culture that they that built the cities. So that's 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 been fireside chats with Paige, who's living, <laughs> li- <laughs> you know, living to scream about these things right now. I mean, it's just that's just it's just makes me mad. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I completely agree. I agree. It, I see it in my own life. I hate seeing it in my kids' lives. So. Mm-hmm. Totally true. But getting back to this movie that we're actually supposed to be talking about. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I guess we're about done with it, huh? Yeah. Well, so uh, at one point she, oh, the, the friend, I don't know who the nameless best friend is who wants to be a writer. The poet. Yeah, the poet. The poet who is writing narrative fiction at some point. But at, at some point, Danny like hooks out her mom and is just like, oh, I'm sure my mom. Oh, because the mom, first of all, her, her parents. famous sh- author. Yes, but her friends, her mom, her friends. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my mom is my friend, but maybe mm-hmm. not everybody's. But um, her, she, her parents show up well, uninvited. Her friends and family show up. Yes. <laughs> her parents show up uninvited, which is, again, just like in, uh, just like in Never Been Christ. Some parents don't know boundaries in these movies. Parents should ask. They, they do stay at an Airbnb, which is nice. That they do. They're just like, we don't want to cramp your style, but they should have called and just given her heads up. Yeah. Um. And then so they show up, but but then this nameless best friend is like, oh my god, you're a fan of this of this author, and she's like, actually, she's my mom. Uh-huh. And then she's just like, oh, I'm sure my mom would ha- would love to look at your work. Oh no, she wouldn't. Don't no, do no, this. No, ma'am. We have oh had this God. opportunity to say this before, but I'll say it again. Don't do it. In fact, I, I'm i not allowed, per my agent's instructions, to look at somebody else's manuscript. Can I tell you the funniest story? If it's the funniest one, go for it. It is the funniest I story. I don't want the penultimate funniest one. No, it's the funniest story. So the other day, Hooters Boca Raton. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> okay. They uh tag they like sent they DM'd me a video and it mm-hmm. was like them it was like the Hooters girls doing a uh Hallmark video. No. Like a promotional one for like their franchise mm-hmm. franchise. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Great." And I just like kind of watched it, you know, like a lot of people send me video uh, send me like Hallmark videos and stuff. A lot of people send me the same ones and every, and I always try to watch them. Like I, you know, usually there's a lot of people are sending me the same ones, so I watch it the first oh. time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I watched this one and then I was just like, haha, cute or whatever. <laughs> like, And then uh, they like sent me, then then they answered me and then they, they were like, your stuff's pretty funny. Huh. And I was like, thanks, Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, do you, do you like the, do you like the Hallmark movies? What? And I was like, I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, some of them are great. Um, and then I said something like, they were like, are you, a, are you a writer or an actress? And I was like, I'm a writer. Was Hooters Boca Raton trying to pick you up? I don't know. So then they were, and they were like, my G, they were like, our GM, our GM wanted us to, to do the video. And then later <laughs> I got another, I got another message. And then the, <laughs> then it was like, hey, this is the GM, Chris. 
And then it was like, I'm a writer too. Uh oh. And he's like, what kind of stuff do you write? And I was oh like, and God. I was like, I'll engage for like one, one or two more exchanges. And I was like, I write commercial fiction. He's like, cool. I'll have to pick your brain sometime. What? Did you block then or what? No, I just didn't answer. But I was just like, you think you'll just go ahead and pick my brain? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like the amount of like, uh, the amount of assumption there, the amount of presumption, everything about that seemed insane to me. Oh, you'll have to pick my brain sometime. (laughs) You'll just, the the GM of Hooters Boca Raton. Is just gonna have to pick my brain sometime because wow. he's an aspiring author. That's crazy. I guess I'll have to let Chris from Booter Smoker retire. Okay, then. Crazy. That's funny. You know, any friends that I have that are in healthcare or um, or law, I try. I go out of my way to not say anything that could sound like I'm asking for free you know, hey, do some work for me. Don't relax. You know what I mean? But not only, yeah, not just like, I would love to, like, if there would be, no, he didn't have any sort of like apologetic or like polite language. Speaking of no polite language, nothing like, no No, I hear what you're saying. I'll have to. Pick your brain. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Well, enjoy that, Paige. Speaking of never been Chris'd. (sighs) Got Chris again. Got Chris again. I got Chris, everybody. <laughs> anyway, so uh, then, e- okay, so then she gets a text about her gloves. I don't even remember which one's texting each other. I think that. Yeah, I they think- have the same gloves. And at this point, uh, I honestly don't remember. Well, I who think texted who. Olivia, is that her name? Nope. Still Alicia? Not. Am- Amelia. <laughs> Amelia. You're bad at this. So they're all nameless best friends to me. Um, she texts her about the gloves and she says, well, mine are missing. She says, she texts her about the gloves and says yours. And she says, well, mine are missing. So probably. And I don't know if that's meant to be like flirtation. I'm assuming it's meant to be flirtatious or like, kind of like. So. I but I just, just thought. Just snark from her. I know, but I just thought like rude like i don't know i just didn't like that. I was just like, if, if like if if I was if I was sending that text and I was like yours and then somebody sent well, mine are missing, so probably. I would be like, I would be overreading into that so much. I would be sending that to you and Emily and everybody and being just like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh my God. Like Sarah, Tara, and Emily, everybody who's been on this podcast, I'd be like, excuse me, nameless best friends. What is this attitude? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is just my note. They, these girls are lugging things all over New York City. Um, uh-huh. I went back four times and I cannot figure out why she's getting the huge teddy bear. Art? No. Uh, four times and you missed it? Yeah, I don't know why. No, she texts, Danny texts Amelia or vice versa. No, Danny texts Amelia. She says, do you by any chance have a farm? A farm? (laughs) It's candy cane farm. I did just watch that video a couple of times. (laughs) Do you by any chance have a car? I need to go out to Long Island to pick Uh up a donation for our silent auction. Okay, that's what I was missing. The donation for the silent, yeah. But you're going and you don't have any idea what it is? Like, <laughs> I don't think that that would have fit in my SUV. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. it wouldn't fit in yours. That 
is so it was dumb. A- it was just dumb. And, and and then at another point, the nameless poet, uh, I guess before she brings the huge, huge manuscript. I mean, that had to be. I'm assuming double spaced. Yeah, I would say six six hundred pages. I'm assuming double double spaced too, but oh, I wouldn't more, put uh, it past her to not. Oh, well, not. But not then these she people. said but she oh, she just she had a job choreographing a musical video, a music video, which I guess I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean anybody in this day and age has to have twelve jobs, but especially in that city. But like, oh, well, it sounds but to when me she like introduced- she's kind of successful at at all the dream jobs, that's what yeah struck me as weird. Yeah, but when she introduced herself to Alicia, mm-hmm. what uh, Liv- Amelia, Amelia. <laughs> When she introduced herself, I don't think she we was can like, do this one. I know. <laughs> she introduced herself. She's like, I'm sure you've seen my viral video, which is a crazy thing to say. And then she's super polite to her about it. But that made me was I was like, we're supposed to hate that girl, right? Like she's like dropping off a 600 page manuscript. Mm-hmm. She's assuming people have seen her viral video. She's like meant to be annoying, right? I would assume like if you're writing that character that way, she's supposed to be the worst. Mm. But I, but with that never fell that way. So it didn't seem like it. Um, you, you, yeah, there, there wasn't much self-awareness in this writing. To me, I don't think that she was supposed to be awful and taking advantage of everybody. I think it was Yeah, just, but that's how it read to me because oh, she absolutely. just. Absolutely. It did. It did to me too. Just and it singularly it the line, like, you must have seen my viral video was enough for me to feel that way. Exactly. Well, but, <laughs> don't forget when we were watching that Bachelor spinoff with the music. The guy walks in and says, well, I made it. And you must have. Oh, talked. my God. Yeah. Months. I'm you still. Went on about I'm, that. St- <laughs> I'm Who are still you? pissed Were about we waiting that. for you to make it. Yeah. OK. To explain. Yeah. A guy walks in because, you know, you know, when people. OK. So, you know how people get to places sometimes <laughs> and people go, oh, you made it. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of annoying, too. I don't like when people say that. I just it's always like, what? Like they come from the Oregon Trail, like. The, the with the even with the dysentery and like all the barges they had to build. Yes, you made it to my dinner party. Yes, you mm-hmm. you made it. It's annoying. But yep. this guy showed mm-hmm. up and he's just like he walks in with fucking a swagger. Yeah, just so much swagger and just like a, a like a box of Franzia or whatever. And he's just like, <laughs> I made it. I hate that guy. You I hate it, and I think hate- about it all the time now. It's my lot in life. I made it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you're welcome. All right. Well, I mean, the fact is we don't really have a lot to say about this movie, so that's fine. No, I but at some point. I do have a note here that the nameless poet is butting into everything, and she mentions that she had a date and that was ghosted. A date with Margot. And Amelia's mm-hmm. immediately, Margot Mallory? Yeah. You know her? Yeah. And one of the reasons that she and Margot had broken up was because, and this is important later, and it's my one compliment for the movie, mm-hmm. because she and Margot had broken up because uh, Olivia, Amelia, I'm not doing it on purpose. It's not a bit. I know. <laughs> Amelia works so much and so hard that she is, um, that she, that Margot had felt that she was basically like, st- not giving their relationship enough attention and that they didn't get to go on enough adventures together and that their relationship didn't really like have enough 
freedom and adventure in it, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so that was basically why their relationship ended. And then it kind of like blindsided her because one day it was just kind of over. Yeah. So then, yes, this girl got ghosted by Margot. So it sounds like Margot's kind of a dick anyway. Yeah. Um, And uh, then, yeah. So then uh, Danny is in a park or she's like in Central Park or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they run into each other. Uh Uh-huh. Which and then she, and then and then Amelia is like, oh yeah, my house is like right around the corner Olivia. from here. What? <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. You said it right. Go on. Oh my god. <laughs> Amelia. Amelia. Yes. Also, these are like all the names of every girl on S- Southern Charm. It's like I can't keep any of their names straight either. They're just like all like just yeah. the most basic names, but like. So she's just like, oh, actually, my apartment's like right around the corner from here. And it's just like, these are billionaires. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of these people are billionaires. Exactly. And um, I did feel like the connection, though, was seemed genuine. It read as genuine. Theirs? At that point, when they were walking through the park together and talking, they just had little anecdotes. It felt to me, unlike the usual in Hallmark movies, it felt like they were actually getting to know each other. The little in the little increments that you do in real life. Well, yeah, okay, but see that, but that actually worked against me in this movie because the okay. problem is, is that they were they were sitting here. I don't even know if we've said it. They're like they're pretending to date because they want to. I mean, we said it in the description of the movie, but they're pretending to date to like appease their parents, who I guess are way too invested in their lives. Because like, why would you have to pretend? I cannot even imagine what having to pretend to date to make you feel better. It would be psycho for you to care that much about what's going on in my no, life. Yeah, I was already. It would be so codependent. Well, I, I do care what's going on in your no, life. No, no, but and to I be care so that invested. much what's going on in your life. But I'm not. It makes no difference to me as far as my convenience. And yeah, that not was in what a I was thinking in a weird way like this. Yeah, I would have. I would have never. It would never ever. As a just as a parent of a you know a. a kid in their 30s and a kid in their 20s, it would, it, it's not, it would never occur to me to be thinking you need, you need to have a date. Like her, you know, Amelia's father gave her two invitations to the firm party, Yeah, which I don't know why there are invitations or why she needs two instead of just, oh, I'm bringing a friend or I'm not, yeah. or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't understand the investment in, uh, you know. Yeah. There's, but, there's always there's the ever present grandchild thing. Uh, there's always the ever present, you know, biological clock. All women have, whether they feel it or care or not. So, or they're but, yeah, or they're but, going to utilize the clock or not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think I think that uh, more and more these days, people, you know, that's that that doesn't necessarily need a, commu- a committed relationship. So. I don't know what, what these parents, I mean, maybe were they just so bored by Amelia that they were just dying for somebody else to be coming to family dinner? <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why anybody would care and I don't know why it would matter. Like she's just like totally crushing. I mean, one could argue that they felt, they felt worried about her because she's getting locked in a work hole, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and they could just be like, it's been five years since you and Margot broke up and you have mm-hmm. just been working and we need you, you know, like, but they didn't establish that and whatever, right. but like, th- but it's just, 
Yeah, they just didn't do that. So it's a little bit confusing and like, but that's the thing. These people are pretending to date, but there's no conflict in this movie. They just get along really well. They get along really well. As the other friend who's in this, there's another nameless best friend in this who just keeps saying like, why? I don't understand. You guys seem to like each other. And oh, like the, the when's the, when's the, at the gala there, she's like, when's the thing up? Oh, tomorrow? Well, it seems like both parties are happy. Why don't you just renegotiate? And it's just like, yeah. But when they're in the park, she's mm-hmm. like, well, but both my parents are so successful in their, Danny's like, my, my, both my parents are so successful in my field, in their fields. And what if I fail? Because she's got all these rolls of film that she hasn't go developed. Let me tell you, it's extremely expensive to develop film, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing it more than one at a time, because it's like seven bucks a film roll. It's also expensive to get film mm-hmm. and it goes in waves. So it can be really expensive. And uh, yeah, when she goes and gets like, and and she's got a dark room. <laughs> I mean, in that apartment. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Bill Gates. So <laughs> I mean, but she's like, she's like, and she sucks at f- photography. So, but then, but then We've when seen worse. Yeah. So when Amelia is like, okay, so you're gonna like, so but when she's trying to encourage her, she's just like, well, you are an artist because you do art, and honestly, I wouldn't tell that to every artist because <laughs> some people aren't good and shouldn't put their entire lives trying to just do art because. You can have a lifetime of broken heart if you do that, and mm-hmm. you just don't do. Not everybody can should just do c- art, you know, do art and <laughs> go broke trying to do it when yeah. they've just got like a camera full of or a top drawer full of undeveloped film, and they're not actually doing art; they're just doing art and then not doing anything with it. So, but she's just like, you're just going to persist and you're going to do it, and then she compares her career to it. She's a lawyer; she's an entertainment lawyer. There's yeah. no comparing a job with prospects and like a 401k and six figures and walking distance to the park to a person who works at some sort of art conglomerate, something, something uh-huh. to an art co-op, something, something to somebody who has a job that is like extremely secure. Like that's just not the same thing. But uh, then there's the lantern painting scene. That's a super common holiday tradition. And I don't know that Hallmark ever needed to say, let's drop the beat, but they did. And then a not Anderson Pock song plays. Oh, God. Another Casio performance. Oh, my God. And I've, I frankly have lost track of the parties in this movie. And I don't care. <sighs> One's going to be the gala for the, the firm's holiday party. Uh, because it's semi-formal, and then mm-hmm. one is the, the the I guess the fundraiser. Yeah, fundraiser for the silent auction. The oh, artist sucking the fun out of fundraiser. Yeah, I mean it was just there was a lot, so I don't even know what everything was, and I don't care. It didn't. It and I wouldn't. You know what? If it mattered at all to the plot, I think I'd know. Yeah. None of this. None of this was stringing me along. I didn't have any questions. They. I li- I did like that they showed them. Like I just said, getting to know each other in a realistic way, agreeing and bonding over little things, joking about how, you know, your astrological sign is this and mine is that. And mm-hmm. do they get along? No. Ha ha. Yeah. And, you know, but there wasn't any, nothing really built. This was almost no. like watching a romance in real time. Yeah. Again, like I said about another movie, just a reminder that even the most boring couple you know has an origin story. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just so boring and impossible because it's just happening and they just like each other and they're going to date and they can date and they're going to. Uh-huh. 
But nobody, it's, nobody's attached. No, there. But I, I, the only hopefully thing Amelia's that, not going to resurrect her. You know, traumatic history with Margot. That's the only. The only was obstacle was her not being over her ex. So. Which she wasn't, by the way. And I really was I surprised Margot didn't come back and like give her that conflict at the 11 minute mark or something. Yep. But I did think it was a good conflict that. So, one thing that happens to Danny is she gets this opportunity to travel internationally for work, which is just. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then that's right when uh, Amelia is going to go tell her she has real feelings for her and that she wants to have a relationship. Uh-huh. And that's why she, and then like holding somebody back is why she got dumped before. So, it's actually uh-huh. a good reason for them to for her to not tell her her feelings only thing is it's actually too good because actually they really shouldn't be together because the other girl yeah. she should go travel and follow that dream and yeah. amelia really shouldn't hold her back and their relationship is too new for them to like embark on the relationship in spite of that you know whatever and so then she doesn't tell her how she feels and then there's the weirdest most funereal photo march i love you scene <laughs> Oh, where that was so weird. She finally developed Danny okay, develops wait. This was preceded by Danny developing yes, film in her massive dark room mm-hmm. and saying, <laughs> It was you. And we don't know what that means, except for we think we do. And then then next thing you know, she's she's got Amelia is being lured into <laughs> dangerously oh into Central Park or something. And More that's like where Aurora it's set up. with yeah. the spinning wheel. I yeah. mean, it was just insane. <laughs> and then she's just like, and then if the freaking teddy bear is there, uh-huh. and like I, mm, yeah, I guess nobody bid on that, huh? I guess not. And then, but then, yeah. So like, she's looking at the photos, and she's like, oh my god. And then she gets to the last one, and it's this picture of herself. Amelia's looking at this picture of herself, and it is a pretty picture, like a it snow is. and and a and a, like a Central Park like street lamp. And it's her like in a scarf and a little hat and whatever. And it's, it's, you know, kind of looks like an Elaine page Christmas album from the nineties, but then Mm -hmm. it's like, (laughs) and then it's like, and then, (laughs) and then Danny rises from behind her into focus. And it's just like, I love you or whatever. And then she's just like, and then she tells her that she, that this photo was, actually taken like three years ago when she she two. got these it was yeah, two she years got, ago two years ago she she got these photos to she finally developed these pictures and she found this picture taken two years ago before they ever met and but she doesn't say it with like this the the craziest thing happened she doesn't say it with any weight she's just like we were always going to meet because I actually got these I got I developed these photos and it turns out that this and so blah 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 and you know and then she's just like that is amazing they <laughs> say it like they're on quaaludes and they just hit they yep. don't say it like I have this the most insane story to share with you it turns out that when I finally went to go develop these photos like I, I have had these extremely strong feelings for you and honestly mm-hmm. it feels like everything's been confirmed by this and maybe you think I'm crazy but I, I really feel like the universe threw us together and I and you know because I developed these and I found this picture of you that I took way before I knew you and this is such a big city and what are the odds that I took this picture of you two years ago do, like do you remember this moment and she could be like I don't and that's even weirder you know like what you know yeah. there was no sense of wonderment or awe or like amazement at this Amelia wasn't even surprised by it though she that's what you I know, mean. The, oh you're right so Amelia yeah she could have said something like Wait a minute I don't even I haven't seen that scarf for 
two years. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you have this picture? Yeah. Where is this from? Although, actually, this does prove your point that that they do both live in the city. So I don't know why the fathers were suddenly setting them up on a not date. If it had yeah. been for a date, or, or an, if it had been acknowledged as a date, that would make more sense. But mm-hmm. my college roommate's daughter lives near you and has for years. Want to yeah. meet? Not as a date. Yeah. No. It, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, there just should have been some wonderment or awe. That would have been more in the in theme with the season. It would have been more in theme with love and with serendipity and and connection and sort of like even them talking about the zodiac sign and sort of uh-huh. like connection and everything it should have been like if you're going to have this sort of crazy kismet moment of this photo then give it some weight instead of it just being like mm, uh, yeah okay. like what yeah. it makes no sense to have it fall so flat yeah. so that is just that was that is how the movie ends with an absolute whimper and that is how countdown to christmas ends yeah which is crazy to me yeah. I don't understand why Biltmore Christmas wasn't the last movie. Why mm-hmm. would you not? I mean, why would you not make like your big budget thing? Why wouldn't the, Why did not the whole thing lead to their big budget movie? I mean, well, I appreciate I think statistically the um, biggest movies are on Thanksgiving weekend. They did mine on Thanksgiving Sunday, which must be the biggest night, not because of me, but because Candace Cameron Bure yeah. was in it and she was their star, mm-hmm. star, star, star at the time. Star. Yeah. So, um, so I, but, but that said, there have been a lot of good movies that weren't on that weekend this year. And I don't know why they didn't, you know, it really absolutely they must could have be even doing it on ended purpose. with something like, um, you know, so what are you doing New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. You know, because nudge, nudge, wink, wink, we're all what careening toward New Year's. New Year's. <clears throat> well, yeah. And that's why that line always works. It's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, coy. But not, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. They could have done so much better. Yeah. I but- just think it was just a lame-o ending, lame-o whatever. And I mean, yeah. I think that the greatest thing that can be said said for this is that obviously this was their one, one there's this was their one movie starring two female leads. Yeah. And I think that that's great that that was their last movie of the year, you know? Like, I think it's cool that they didn't let that get lost in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so in that sense, it's great that they ended strong with that and that that wasn't something that they hid. Right. But, um, and also their greatest step, I would say, that they've ever taken towards equality is that they didn't put any extra effort whatsoever into this movie. <laughs> so great job, Hallmark. Yeah. But, yep. um... <laughs> Look- we treat you like shit like we do everybody else. Yeah. So, so Walmart may, <laughs> in that sense, have finally reached its uh, truest sense of equality. But um, I just would have liked to have seen. I thought that, like I said, I thought that these two leads had good chemistry. I think that's been rare as hen's teeth with the leads <laughs> this, this year and perhaps every year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, there, sometimes it is. It's fantastic. They certainly have their you know, in, in their, in their stable of, of actors, they have people who have great chemistry. I -hmm. think that, uh, Katie Finley, whose name I even remember from last night's movie, sealed with a list movie. I've forgotten sealed with a list. She was great. (laughs) She would have chemistry with anybody. As you said last night. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I, I guess I want to marry her. 
<laughs> Guess what? That's what that means. So yeah, I think that they're you know when they have somebody who really sparkles, when they have an actor who really sparkles, they should give them a good plot, give them something to work on. Don't just have her walking around the streets of New York, the parks. Mm-hmm. And God, if you have any respect for anybody in the movie, don't make them a photographer because they <laughs> always look so foolish. The pictures are never objectively just don't show great. The, just don't show the pictures. Just don't honestly. show them. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a great um Dick Van Dyke episode. Do you remember where Laura had posed for a picture and it was risque. Somehow the picture was risque. I think that that the artist had had painted her it was she wanted it for her husband, but the artist took liberty and painted her with her clothes off. So she was very embarrassed this was oh, the 60s. No, I, I don't remember. Off the they top, never showed it. They never all. showed it though. So they only implied what was objectionable about it and that was so perfect because you could just picture it or not and you just yeah. either way you thought she was right about it. Yeah, I always love the imagination stuff. Yeah, but I mean, if everybody's saying that is an amazing picture, and then we don't see it, yeah, then we just picture our own amazing mm-hmm. photo, picture, sculpture, scene, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I, w- I wish that. Uh, yeah, they need to step it up. Oh, okay. Now Aster's telling jokes next to me. <laughs> she sounds like a balloon with the air going out of her. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with her? She's expecting something and she just ate, so I don't know. Anyway, that's a little more interesting than the movie too, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, ugh. Thank you. See, but that's the thing. What would we even be doing if we didn't have our other movies and our other fantastic guests planned? And I'm not overselling. I'm completely... Uh, our oh. other guests and our other movies are perfect. Yeah, it's great. It is great. And I'm I'm really excited about that and you know what would we be doing we would just be looking toward january i mean we're gonna do oh my god do you know what they're right do yes there is but do you know what they're calling february the 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 jane austen month oh god i know you were looking forward to it now you've found out they're calling it something horrible doesn't matter will kemp is in something with my name in it paging mr darcy so (laughs) everything about that works for me but do you know what they're calling the stupid month no love you airy what Oh. Wouldn't you go with like debuary or something like debutante? Like, wouldn't you go like well, if you're gonna Jane Austen it? I mean, like, wouldn't there be something love youary? And yet, I, I think at this point Hallmark just wants us to talk about how stupid things are. <laughs> I don't even think they care. Maybe. Ugh. Lit lituary. Lituary. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> it's it's lit. Yeah, that's perfect. Ugh. I don't know what January's theme is, except for that the one ad I've seen is like, they're like, pick up new hobbies. (laughs) Like, so I don't know. They seem like they could be. Maybe it's real. Love actuary. Blanduary. All of them are (laughs) blanduary. Blanduary is great. Well, and yeah, there is some, there is some promise that it will be because the, the, as I said, the Tracy and Hepburn Pairing from flipping oh for Christmas God. are gonna be in another movie together. Why are they doing that? Because they're trying to make a pairing happen, and and what we have there is just another guy who spent a lot of time him. being. Well, of course you don't, because flipping he was always for... the boyfriend who doesn't propose in the big city. Oh and then God! She leaves. Oh God! That I mean, I remember He's just her blandly good looking, and <laughs> I I don't find him a. Oh my God, God, he's the guy who wouldn't let her sit in the chair. What? He's He's the guy who wouldn't let her sit in in the ghost's chair. Oh, that's right. 
<laughs> yeah, don't no, I was just remembering that. Don't sit there. Don't just sit in that chair, you stupid bitch. Yeah. Oh, my so God. That'll, that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> thank God this isn't the very last episode of the no, season. No, or- right. I agree. She's groaning. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of groaning, that brings us to, oh, well, on, on our Instagram, if you haven't been looking, we just posted a bunch of movies that aren't Hallmark movies that we recommend you watch for Christmas. Uh-huh. We posted, I did a list, Beth did a list, and then we did some unusual, uh, some unusual Christmas movies, or some, we did some unusual holiday movies that aren't really Christmas movies, but that like you can justify watching because they're holiday adjacent or they're set at Christmas time, but they're not really like, you know, like eyes wide shut. There are Christmas lights in every single scene. It's like set around the holidays, but you know, I've never seen that movie. You wouldn't like it. So don't bother. I know. But, that's why I've never seen it. You've told me that. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's not just ones that are set around Christmas and have the atmosphere, which is some of them, but there's also, you know, like, why do we always think of, and I don't mean just you and me, I mean, the whole world thinks of The Sound of Music as being a yeah. holiday movie. It's not. Well, I do believe networks used to run it every Thanksgiving, but that's oh. not what, oh my God, Esther, what is going on? <laughs> the, but, uh, but, but it does, it damned if it doesn't feel like a holiday movie. And so. Wizard of Oz too. So, like, a couple of those, we put those in there, and, like, Lady and the Tramp has Christmas in it, but it's, like, the it whole thing is in that. It ends with Christmas, yeah. and it is a wonderful, wonderful movie. Guess who recommended it? Yes, exactly. And also, it must be said, on Beth's and my list, obviously, we both recommend It's a Wonderful Life, but I beat her to it. So. <laughs> yeah. Paige beat me to a few of them. Exactly. But your list was so long, I had to just, like, keep some of them, because you you were like, I don't know. My list was so long, and then you kept saying, well, more, more, more. Yes, well, I I said that that at first, because you at first you had, like, six, and then suddenly you're like, the cricket on the hearth! Like, you had so many at a certain point that I had to stop you, so... (laughs) Suddenly you were whipping out all these obscure animated things that can only be found on YouTube. (laughs) You're welcome. You are welcome, people. So, okay. Anyway, that's all for now. We're going to go record our very last podcast of the year with a very special guest. So, yeah, keep your eyes on this space, though, because there's still more great stuff coming for listeners Mm -hmm. before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be Patreon members. We will be, yes, especially Patreon members. But we'll be right back after the new year starts. And we're still doing this, guys. Yeah, don't worry. Thanks for making it possible. Yes. Thanks for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, so much. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Bye. Say hi to everybody. Goodbye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.